Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, Supernatural fans, we have an exciting show for you, including talking about what Michael is experimenting and trying to concoct here. Is Dean truly back? What is going on with Lucifer and Nick's psyche? So much more to talk about coming at you right now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz I was so excited about the episode today. Mind-blowing. Boom. Mind-blowing, mind-blowing episode. But I feel like we've got a lot to think about, and this song is actually kind of like Cherry Found It. It's Gods and Monsters by Lana Del Rey. Hey, guys. We are here to talk with you guys all about Supernatural, Season 14, Episode 2, Gods and Monsters, my name is Lindsay Wagner. I'm so glad to be back and talking about the show today. And I am joined by the fabulous Cherry Davis. Hey, everybody. Hey, SPN family. What? <laughs> so here we are. I am i can't wait to talk about this week's episode. I really, I actually enjoyed it more than last week's episode, to be perfectly honest. Um, sometimes I feel like that first episode can kind of be like a catch up and get back into things. And today we just dove right in and got some got some good information out of today. Uh Cherry, what was your favorite thing about uh, tonight's episode? Well, we finally figured out what Michael was up to in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Minnesota. And Minnesota. And it was just action-packed. It moved, The pace was perfect. And it just reminded me of watching the first couple of years of Supernatural. Like the pacing, the characters. And I am... And my brothers are back together. So, you know, hey, I'm happy. <laughs> well, I know that we want to start like a little weekly thing that you guys can look forward to and you can share with us. And whether it be the quote of the episode. So last week, Cherry's favorite quote was the, uh, what are you, my, you're my Beyonce? Yes. Okay. Quote of the episode, 100%. Today, I'm going to do my favorite acting moment of the episode, and I'm going to share that with you guys um, when we get to it. So you're just going to have to wait and see. Just going to have to wait and hang out and find out what we think. Um, I I loved this episode because I loved seeing Cass helping both Nick and Jack. I loved seeing him relate to both of them because he has experienced taking someone's body, a.k.a. stealing it. And he's also experienced, you know, losing losing himself and be, and having only Sam and Dean for him, but also realizing he had himself. Yes, being powerless. I really thought he'd say he had his faith, but then I thought, mm, he's an angel, so he doesn't really have faith, yeah. per se. So he does have to rely on himself. I thought it was really interesting how Nick really related to his being a body snatcher and how Ooh. to him, Lucifer, Castor, and all the other angels are the same. Because when you really think about it, they do ask people to borrow their bodies at their their weakest moments or because of religious fervor. So they're not really 
thinking intellectually, are you barring it? Or are you just keeping my body till I die? Mm, I don't think I'd say yes. I'd be like, uh, I'm sorry, no. Well, now we know that Lucifer, like, that Nick's body is still there and it just got rid of Lucifer. But is there still a little bit of Lucifer left in him? We're going to find out. Like a seed. Um, first, let's talk about... Um, Opening the show on Michael, who is in Duluth, Minnesota. And let me tell you guys, it is real cold up there. I one time had to cheerlead there uh, for Winona State. And we wore our warm-ups the whole time because there was literally three inches, four inches of snow on the ground. It was freezing. Ice rain, black ice. It's Minnesota in the wintertime is not fun. But, you know, angels don't care about that. I don't think they get cold. No, they don't care. Zero F's given. Um, so Michael is like holding these people captive. He's trying to concoct something. He's using their blood and he's using what appeared to be, is it grace? grace. It is grace. Okay. And what is the exact equation? What is the exact chemistry of it all to create what? Because it's literally killing these people. It's basically smiting them. Their eyes are burned out. Well, it's interesting. In the last, in the season premiere, he had that vampire where he asked her or him the question. And then he had these new vampires where he was trying to figure out what the perfect mix is. I almost wonder if maybe vampires just can't handle be 2.0, it. 2.0'd, as I like to look at it. Sure. I'm an iPhone person, so 2.0. Um, and that's why it worked better on the werewolves because, A, they're alive still. And they're a little bit more hardier, and mm-hmm. robots are able to recover and sure. have much faster healing than other creatures. I thought it was fascinating, and I'm almost wondering, is Michael creating his own new army? Army of Because people. on the other um, alternative Earth, his vampire angels weren't successful in remaking the Earth into his image. Hmm. Mm. Freaky, freaky. Ivan so- Soto in the chat says... For a second, I thought Michael was making monsters into half angel, half monsters. That's what I thought last week, too. You and I are thinking the same, Ivan. Half monsters, half angels? Yes, that's what I thought at first. But then in this episode, we realize he's just improving them. Sure. Well, and then later on, uh, Dean takes a gal out on a date, and I saw you post about how handsome he looked in his tuxedo. Yes, yes, yes. I will take all of all of Dean and Michael in a tuxedo. <laughs> He's very stylish with Michael taking over that body. Like that the hat, like part in the, the hair. hair. Oh, mm, yes. Getting excited over here. <laughs> um, and the great thing was, too, seeing Dean telling him to get out, to let yes. him out, get out. Um, but we see him take a girl on a date who we find out later is Melanie, and she is a bad werewolf she is literally this naughty crazy werewolf and she must summon her master and he was controlling her he knew exactly what he was doing he's like you thought that you had the power Uh, i did i knew exactly what you were going after i actually liked that he said she didn't pick him he picked her yes and he knows what kind of girl she is and what she was doing in that bar he knew exactly all of her thoughts and what she was thinking at first i thought she he was um disapproving of her owning her sexuality so no. Well, I love that he comes off confident and not cocky. Mm-hmm. He's able to just, like, th- that's a fine line, and he just pulls it off so well. He pulls it off um, perfectly. 
So he meets this leader of the werewolf pack, and they do discuss that the you know they have survived centuries even with humans. Um, and Michael said the real hunter, the real monsters are the humans. Um, God's on permanent vacation. Michael's now in charge, and Michael says the werewolves kill to live, and there's purity in that. Mm-hmm. And here's the question. Do we keep the humans alive purely for slave labor and to supply the food chain? This is what he wants. Yes. He wants to get rid of everyone aside from people working. A small contingent. And food supply. We are destroying the earth. Michael doesn't like humans and werewolves don't either. They do appreciate a very nice cognac, though. Yeah. Hundred year old with Mm. notes of apricot and vanilla. Yes. And Mm. they're both very well dressed. So I think Taylor's. We'll have a certain space <laughs> in the alternative earth. <laughs> so we got to figure out what he's trying to exactly create with this concoction. Um, that is, I, I feel like we're going to get more on that. And maybe he will experiment on these werewolves mm-hmm. and use them to see how it works. But like you said, maybe there is no way to become a vampire 2.0. Yeah. So I know the werewolves look like they'll survive and maybe a couple of the other creatures. But who knows, he might decide he's fine with the werewolves and all the other ones can go away. Because the werewolves don't really get along with the other creatures anyway. I don't think he wants, like, another war. I think he just wants to have the humans to be farmed, be that he can oversee. And it sounds like he wants to be God. So he definitely wants to be above everyone. So he's he's kind of like a jerk. He is. Mm. Very handsome, well-dressed jerk. A very handsome, well-dressed jerk. <laughs> but the CW does that. With all of their male characters. Yes. And I know Cherry wants to tell you something right now. Right now. Hey, After Buzzers. After Buzzers. Our network network produces after shows for nearly all your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there's no network that works harder to serve television fans. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be because they're optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel, and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know that you did so in the comments, and we'll thank you on air. For now, thanks for being the best fans, and for helping us be the ESPN of Talk TV. Of TV Talk. TV Talk. That's what we do. We appreciate you guys TV out there TV, sharing yes. your thoughts and joining us in the chat and all the things. Uh, so, obviously, when Sam reads an article about these corpses being found in Duluth, him and Mary and Bobby are going to go and investigate. Yes. And they decide to leave Castiel back with Jack and Nick since technically we need a babysitter for them. Mm-hmm. And they would also sense Castiel's pregnant. Uh, pre- Pregnancy, presence. I'm gonna start a rumor. Uh, <laughs> his presence, angel presence. So he can't go. Um, and uh, they show up. They find that they find out that these people were all vampires that were dead. Mm-hmm. And there was a girl that uh, tries to see if any of her friends are there, and she leaves. They track her down. Her name is Lydia. She says she'll tell them where they're at. Yes. Um, he said she says like it was bad. Things were going wrong. Um, and they end up showing up at this church, which is where the experiments were initially happening. And um, the werewolves come in. Yes. So these were obviously sent by Michael. Yes. 
And Michael used Lydia as bait, and he called her on it and killed her. Like, off. He's like, once the bait is useless, bye. And got rid of her. I think one of the things I thought fascinating about this episode is old Sam, when she said that her and her vampire friends were eating nothing but animals, were not hurting people, mm-hmm. he would have immediately been like, well, okay, as long as you're good and you're not hurting people, I'm going to give you a chance and let you go. I think his brother being possessed, his having no sleep, it's just too much for him. He was totally ready to let Bobby just smash, yeah. cut her head off. I mean, we knew someone would take care of the job today. She wasn't, she wasn't doing anything gonna, wrong. She was, ah, she wasn't going to survive. Well, we didn't know Michael wasn't going to let her survive. Someone was going to. Someone was going to get to her. As and long the as bait. not eating humans. They have a right to be alive as well. They've been here longer probably than people anyway. Well, these are definitely werewolves 2.0 since the silver bullets aren't working. The light no. isn't working. All no. they can do is, like, cut, cut their, their heads head. off, hit the stake to the heart, stab them a few times. We kill off these uh, werewolves, and then we see Dean walk out. That was mind-blowingly shocking. I had no idea. No idea. And he says it's really him, and he's not okay. He didn't get Michael to leave. He just left, but he doesn't know why. No idea. And the look on Mary's face, she knew it was him when he was like, eh, I don't know what that was going on. Here's my question to you guys. Can Michael come back into his body now again whenever he feels like it? In past seasons, I believe he can. Because he's already accepted it? But if he puts a warning on his body, I don't believe he can. So they ah. just have to put a warning on his body, which they usually do have on their bodies. But like three seasons ago, something happened where they all disappeared because they were letting people borrow their bodies. They took it off. So I'm sure that they'll put them back on again. The warding. Yeah. Okay. Because that's, the, I mean, we, we got the brothers back together far quicker Yay. than I, I didn't expect it to happen in no. episode two. I thought they'd be a part almost all season. Oh, I was figuring at least halfway halfway through the season, and if anything, at earliest episode six or seven. This is this is right away. So we're going to be finding some stuff together. Um, yeah, this is a little it's a little shocking for me. Yes. What do you got? Someone saying something in the chat. Fandom D Saint says, like Sam would have told him no because he's cool with vampires not feeding on humans. Yes. Okay. So, all angels always need consent. So, therefore, Michael can't go back into Dean unless Dean consents to it. And he will not. And he will not at this point because there would be no point. Thank you. Not Thank you, Ivan, suit. for that. I appreciate that. What if What if Michael goes into Nick? Ooh, would Nick? Ooh, would Nick accept Michael? I don't think Nick would accept Michael. He's on a... Mission to find who killed his family. All right. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Cass being a great confidant for both Jack and Nick. But let's talk a little bit about Jack first. Mm -hmm. Uh, We find out that it takes Grace about a month to a century to replenish. And the problem is Jack is half human. So... It could take longer. The process is even slower. This is going to give Jack time to learn how to be a better angel once he gets power. And, of course, to be a better person in general. I think Castiel has the same issue. Neither one of them really had enough time to live as a mortal 
unpowerful person to sort of figure out how to navigate being around humans. One, Jack feels useless. And Cass knows how that feels because when he felt, he felt useless. And so he's kind of sharing and opening up to try to, you know, make Jack understand this is normal. This is Mm -hmm. completely normal. We have to find our purpose. Take your time. Um, And then we see Jack visit Mr. and Mrs. Klein, Kelly's parents, his mother. It was so sweet. Oh, oh, so painful. I felt so bad for Jack. And her family. Her family. They think she's off in the government doing something. They know that she was pregnant. And then he starts sharing and saying that... Uh, she had a baby boy, and she was an amazing mother and would sing and talk to the baby and made him feel safe and wanted. And her mom tells Jack that he kind of looks like her. And for yes. a moment, you think, is he going to say, I'm her son? I knew he couldn't. Yes. So, like, th- there was no doubt in my mind, but for a moment, I was like, oh. He wanted to say something. He wanted, he wanted to say something. He wants to connect with someone. Sure. And, and he, he wants someone to belong to him. And he wants to have her courage and purpose. But I think that right there took courage. Yes, to go see them and talk to them and offer them he, that comfort. He knew no one would have let him do that if he had said he was going to do it. As obviously we find out Cass scolds him later on. Yes. But it was. I thought it was such a great, courageous moment for him. And... Uh, Everyone in that scene was teary-eyed. And that is my second favorite acting moment of the night, was that scene right there. That was such a good scene. It was. It really enriched his character and to show what he's going to be like going on for this, this, this um, season, I think. And this episode was directed by Richard Spite Jr., who we love, who we love is the trickster. Um, and it's crazy because his character is kind of wacky and... Tonight's episode had so many really, really lovely moments and great scenes between, you know, two or three people and Mm -hmm. that the cameras and everything about it. Everyone felt so connected and grounded. Mm -hmm. I just loved watching this episode. It literally was one of the the best, I think, acting episodes. You saw so many different emotions. So many emotions. And I think it's because Richard has been on the show for almost... I think 10, 12 years, and he knows the characters. He's watched them, and he also knows the cast, know how to get the most out of them. Sure, but these, such a great but job. Jack and the Kleins are new to him, They're so to be to able him, yeah. to bring that out in them, like, yes. and the actors are obviously great too, but what what great direction and, and, and everybody the writing on that writing. By Brad Buckner and Eugene Ross Lemming was flawless. I'm going to yeah. give you guys a big hand. True. Great episode. It's hard to believe it's been 14 years and this show still is able to connect with fans, still surprises us. It's just, is it any wonder we're SPN family? Yeah. No, that's why why they are the family. Um, So when Jack does come back, Cass does scold him and said that he's on everyone's radar and the possibility for capture is huge. And obviously we don't want him captured because this is super bad. Then the boys got to go and go after him. And now we've got another, you know... uh, kink in the in the rope yeah and jack says he really just wanted to meet his own family and it did make him feel better Mm -hmm. and like i said that took courage um and jack says michael has to be stopped and that sam is going to have to drive him out of dean and we all need to stop worrying about dean he may have to die and he is so like puts his foot down and says this is this is what's going to have to happen 
But it's true. I mean, he saw what happened on the other world with Michael being in charge. He doesn't want it to happen here. And he doesn't have the power that he used to have to be able to push Michael out. And so if they get a chance, they have to take a chance. But I would not want Dean to die. And Jack doesn't want Dean to die. But he doesn't want Michael here. But now, we know right now that obviously Michael is out of Dean. So this isn't even, this is a slightly null and void question of, well, we're going to have to kill Dean to get him out of Michael. Or to get Michael out of him because it, it, Dean, he's not in him anymore. But, but Michael's still here. But Michael's still here. And Jack makes us think, would Dean want it any other way? No, he would. If it meant getting Michael out, he'd be would Dean to sacrifice, sacrifice himself. himself? Yes, 100%. Okay. All right, guys Sam in the chat. would not want to sacrifice him. Though. Let me let me know what you guys think. Is is Dean going to want to sacrifice himself for the good of the earth? Um, and then, if there is no more Dean, does that mean that Sam's going to take over as the king of hell? I love it. I love this. Like. I love this thought process mm-hmm. on it. So let us know what you think. Um, Jack saying Dean didn't matter was horrible. I know <laughs> it hurt. It hurt, but I think it's a really, really important. I mean, if this is where we're leading us. He didn't say Jack. Jack didn't say Dean didn't matter. He said what trumps everything is that Michael could not be in charge of this earth because we know what he will do what he's capable with of. what he did on his earth. And he still hasn't learned. He just is one. He's wanting to change the process of how he's baking the cake, but he still wants to bake that cake. Well, we've got Fred saying that he would, but Sam would never let that happen. Sam would never let Dean sacrifice himself. No, Sam would never do that. If he if he had any choice in the matter, yes. he, if he had any choice, he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. What if Dean doesn't give him that option? Dean wouldn't give him that option if he, he would just do it. was able to yeah. take control of his body before. Yeah. Um, Giovanni okay. says, I want demon blood, Sam. Remember demon oh, blood, God. Sam? He was bad. <laughs> he was kind of scary. He was scary. yellow eyes. Oh. God, I, I hate... happens when people have been watching the show forever. I hate when, they, when you get that scene and they wake up and their eyes open and it's black or it's yellow or it's something. I'm like... No, it's the reaction videos that you have to watch on YouTube of like when they like show this stuff. It's crazy. Um, Okay, Uh, then. All right. Let's talk a little bit about Nick and Cass and the situation that we've got going on here. Yes. Nick is in awe of why he would let Lucifer possess him. And we find a little bit of a backstory. We get a little bit of a flashback as to why Nick let him do this. He had a loss with his family. We see a baby crib and there's blood in it. So something happened. Um, and Castiel tells him that he was vulnerable and that Lucifer exploited that him in that moment because a man broke into Nick's house and killed Sarah and Teddy, his wife and baby. Um, and this is where I give it acting of the night. Can I get a round of applause in there, Stephen? Is there any sort of like thing that we Thank you. It's going to go to Mark Pellegrino. That scene where he's talking about losing his family 
and being vulnerable and he's got tears and he's got his head in his hands and he's trying to hold it together and it's one of the most beautiful things when someone is holding back tears but all you want to do is let them go and he held it in and then just huh, that was it that was my favorite acting moment of the night that was a great scene but Cassiel is not Cassiel is not the person to tell no! someone something like that because he told him and then he's like okay it's cool All right. it was a long time ago you're yeah. fine I was like, no, he's not fine. But Mark Pellegrino. He's a phenomenal actor. He I was love that he's back. Fantastic. And I know somebody asked if we can try to get him in the studio. And we will keep reaching out and tweeting him and, you know, try to get him in here. I spoke to somebody last weekend because I saw him in a commercial with Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Ooh. I guess I should save that for news and gossip. News and gossip. <gasps> now you got to stay tuned for news and gossip. <clears throat> I'll save that for later. Um, but anyway, yes, we will. I'm. I'm we're going to keep tweeting him and trying to get a hold of him and get him in here because I he'd he'd be fantastic to have come in. So yes, working on that promise, you guys. Um, and so Nick finds out that this case hasn't ever been solved about his family, yes. and he wants to work on finding out who did this. There was a witness. But then they reneged on what they said and and didn't. Uh, they saw someone, but they didn't see somebody. Yes. And um, we see Lucifer snap a Lucifer snap. Yes. And Cass realizes there's a little bit of Lucifer left in him, and yes. how much is actually in him, and it might be affecting his psyche more than we thought. Mm-hmm. And is it? I mean, if this has been in your body for that long, yes. how much does it take over who you are as a person? You know, they say that you are the people you spend, the five people you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. That's who you, whose personalities you pick up on. Yes. And my mom used to say, I, when I was dating my ex-boyfriend, she's like, you're such a different person. He's such a bad person. <laughs> you, you have this, like, edge to you that you never had before. I don't believe that that was true. Mm-hmm. But... You are the five people you spend the most time with. Um, And he clearly spent a lot of time with Lucifer. And that sort of permeated his inner being. And we don't know what happened with his family. How do we know that Nick didn't go crazy and murder his family? We don't know. We don't know. And we get a little... We know that he's the family's dead and they couldn't find any fingerprints. Mm -hmm. And a man entered. So who who entered? Did they leave? Um... No one's helping solve this case. Uh, there's literally nothing. They can't find anything on it. And uh, in this moment, this is what we were talking about. You mm-hmm. were talking about a little bit earlier about, uh, you know, Cass explaining about Nick, you know, having his body occupied by Lucifer. And that Cass is is occupying somebody's body in order to occupy, live on Earth yes, and walk the Earth. body snatcher. And... Jimmy, who's now dead, accepted, and Nick says that Cass is no different than Lucifer, that he stole someone's yes. life. He kind of did. I mean, he asked if he, he could borrow his body, but when someone says to me, I'm going to borrow something, that means you're going to return it, it eventually, and that isn't what Cass did, and then um, he eventually died, so even if he wanted to give the body back, and Castro, if you remember in past episodes, has interacted with his family, his mm-hmm. hosts and Claire and his family. Yes. And it's adversely affected them. So it's it's true what Nick is saying. They're all the same as far as taking some heavenly or evil body taking over someone's body when they're humans. I mean, humans only have a finite amount of time on Earth. 
I will I will say this. Um as a Catholic uh, Oh. Yay. Oh. <laughs> All right, we got each other. Um as a Catholic, we you know you're Ooh. Oh, what you do? Hey guys, uh just so you know, we've got a Rutherford <laughs> in the studio. I don't know if you remember my puppy, but he is here. Um He's here with us hanging out, and he's just sleeping. He's much bigger than the last time you guys saw him. He's my little tanker. Uh, you can see him on all things social media at Rutherford B. Hayes Wegner. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, being a Catholic, uh, you, you, ser- you, go, you serve God. So yes. if an angel were to come down to me and say, I need to use your body. You'd say yes. You would say yes. Yes. You, you, Especially if, if, if they said, Catholic. I am God's, this is God's servant coming to you. We need to use your body for the good of the world. How do you know if somebody's really telling you the truth or not? You don't, but you just have to have that faith. So to me, I do think it is a little bit different mm-hmm. with an angel occupying a body versus Lucifer. But some of the angels occupy people's body and they're not being very nice. Well, yes, that is true too. But, but Castiel is nice. But Castiel is a good one. He's so kept the body it, for a long time. Uh, I have to like, be a little bit on Cass's side here. And Cass even said, what happened to Jimmy and his family is his greatest regret. Yes. I think that Cass genuinely thinks about that every single day and how bad he feels about doing that to him and his family. I I don't think that there isn't a day that goes by that he doesn't feel negativity and frustration and praying for forgiveness and all of that. I think normally Castro didn't keep a human's body that long. I think normally he'd just jump in and out. Sure. But because of what was going on, he kept it for like a long Mm -hmm. time. But that's not his normal MO. And then Nick goes to visit his old friend Artie. Can we just say Castillo's a horrible babysitter? He has not kept an eye on anyone. Both of them got, both your charges got out, the doors were unlocked. They went in like. Ever gone until they came back. Kind of babysitter. babysitter. Yeah. Good point. Um, Nick visits his friend Artie and he wants to catch the monster who did this. Artie has changed his story and he knows it. Yes. He knows that Artie said there was someone there and then said there wasn't. I almost wonder if maybe Artie thinks he killed his family, but is his friend and maybe thinks he snapped. And so he lied and said that he saw somebody to keep him from being under suspicion or whatever it is that people keep do. Nick from being under suspicion. Yes. He said he saw him, but then was like, Oh, I don't want to like do that. That's my friend. And yeah. cause he wishes him healing. He's like, I hope you've healed and, yeah. and you've rested. Yeah. The and way he said it, it how can you like heal and rest if you're like family's like was murdered? Like almost maybe he had like a mental breakdown and he killed them and already kind of knew, but that he knew that he's he just was trying a to cover person. it up. Yeah. Sure. That's what I wonder. Um, and Nick says the man crushed his family's skulls with a hammer. Yes. And he wants to know who got to Artie. And he starts to rough him up and he starts choking him and asking him. And Artie is literally sobbing, saying he has no idea what's going on. Yes. Um, and then we cut to commercial and come back. And we see Nick covered in blood. And yes. then he drops the hammer and we see Artie's lifeless body. <laughs> um, so this is where the question comes into play. Did Nick do that to his family? Yes, that's what I'm wondering. Did he really do it? And he's awfully quick with that hammer. He he just worked with his hammer and did it and had no no guilt no guilt or anything. 
I have to go in the chat for a minute. Mm-hmm. Deander Harris said, pregnant Kelly gave him the slip by asking to go to the bathroom. Claire, too. So, yes. Castillo's a horrible babysitter. That is true. Yeah. No more. We can't. We need someone else there. Castillo can't watch nobody. No. We nobody. need another person. Somebody Some else. of the, one of the other hunters that was in yeah. the bunker the last nobody time. Nobody was there either. Nobody was there. Everyone was gone. What are they all doing? Foraging for food. Someone's uh, got to be watching these kids. Having a vacation. They were fighting the apocalypse. Um. So, yeah. So, we have to figure out, is this, is Lucifer coming out and Nick because of all the time that he spent in his body, did Nick really kill his family? And he was feeling vulnerable, and he did feel bad, and maybe he did feel really, really guilty. So at the time, because he was in this moment of weakness, yes, accepted Lucifer, yes. because he didn't know what else to do. And he or, felt he should be punished. Or did he? Did someone really commit that crime, mm-hmm. and he became Lucifer to to go on a rampage because then he didn't have any consequences because this mm-hmm. person that did this to his family didn't have consequences. I really think it's And his dead wife was telling him to do it too. Or it might have been that Lucifer wanted his body and so he possessed another person to like kill his family so that he'd be... Who knows? It's Lucifer. Lucifer is evil. He is an evil person. Um, this is a crazy episode. It was crazy. Oh my God, such a good episode though. Crazy. One of my fa- all-time favorites now. Loved loved this episode. Um, Nick was already a psychopath before Lucifer. Deandra. <laughs> uh, wait, no. Uh, Ivan said that. And Deandra said Maggie would have been a better baby. That's what I was thinking. Where was Maggie? Yes. She would have been a great babysitter. She would have been very, like, emotional. Uh, she would have watched him. I don't, would she have, though? I don't think she would let him wa- walk out. Especially after know. Jack walked out. Then she'd be like, I'm going to watch both of you like Ox. And Nick really... In his emotional upsetness, upsetness, upsettingness, that's not a real word, shouldn't have unfettered access to be able to get outside anyway till they figure out what's going on. No. No. Should be locked in that room. I'm sorry. I, I kind of agree. Keep him locked up in the room. I mean, Cass is even still a little bit scared of him. Yeah. And I think everybody's walking a little bit on eggshells around him. Yes. So, I mean, he is not a prisoner. Yes. At the same time... He, the same way you'd keep a mentally unstable person yeah, you just, under lock and key, but for, they'd still have For humanity's freedom. sake, just to keep an eye on things yeah. and have somebody be around him all the time. Um, oh, so, yes. Guys, my favorite acting part of the episode was Nick's scene and then the family scene between Jack and the Kleins. Uh, Cherry, did you have a favorite acting scene or quote? My favorite this quote episode? was when Michael said... Why be the hunted when you can be the hunter to the werewolf king or whatever? That was A, incredibly sexy. B, I was <laughs> like, what? That's true. And if the werewolves are going to be our overlords, can I be turned? Because, you know, I don't want to be farm human. That, that, would, that would be horrible. <laughs> I, I just want to be whoever gets to marry Dean. <laughs> Or Sam. I love them both equally. I love them both, but I'm Jensen Ackles all the way. He is just, he's my cup of tea. Um, All right, let's give some fan shout-outs today. Um, I'm going to give a little shout-out to Ivan uh, for saying we should get Mark Pellegrino in, and we are going to be working on that and getting some people in this season because having the 
uh, actors in the studio or the writers or, you know, anybody, directors coming into the studio, they offer such lovely insight into what happens in the show on set and all that stuff and just... It's it's great, and especially anybody that's been around for a long time, um, is just exciting to have in here. Yes, they are. Um, so yeah, so we will. I will keep working on that. I'm actually going to reach out to Ruth as well as you guys know that she Rowena has been in here a bunch, and she always gets me anybody. She like sends me people's info and helps me out. So she's like my little like buddy. So we'll we'll see if she can help out with that as well. She's a delight. Uh, got any shout outs today? I love everybody in the chat. I love you all. I have to say that Ivan is hilarious. <laughs> Always has great two cents. I'll give Roman a shout out right Roman a shout out right now, being like, damn it, Chuck, I'm with you. Stop being on vacation. <laughs> Come out and do something, please. Yes. Please. Um Okay. Let's get into some news and gossip. Ooh. You have so much fun news and gossip. All right. Do you want me to continue with my gossip that I was going to tell you guys earlier? Yes. Okay. So Friday night, I'm out, and I see a commercial, and the second that I see any sort of Aaron Rodgers in anything, I'm like, what? <laughs> my my boyfriend is on TV. <laughs> um, move over, Danica Patrick. <laughs> but I see Aaron Rodgers, and I'm like, holy cow. David Hayden, Mr. Arthur Ketch, is in the new State Farm commercials with him. Oh, my God, he is. Yes. Yes. Cheese belts. There's all these things. Super cute. So I just happened to tweet him and be like, hey, uh, I work at After Buzz. Come and hang out. We'll talk about Aaron Rodgers. We'll talk about uh, Supernatural. Like, come in. And we emailed back and... My contact information self-destructed on Twitter because I had to post my personal information. Like, let's get rid of this because I don't need everyone knowing this. And we did, and we emailed back and forth. So we are going to try and get him in here. He's doing a circuit, uh, uh, super na- uh, convention circuit right now. But uh, we're to make every effort to get him in here, you guys, so we can talk to him. We so, love catch. We love catch. So news and that's my news and gossip. I know Cherry's got some for you as well. Well, I know how Jensen Eccles spent his summer. He was telling people to don't text and drive. The Texas DOT had a whole commercial with him promoting a new law in Texas to not talk, text, to keep people from texting and driving. Heads up, Texas is the tagline. And that's such a great message. I think it's great for everybody across the United States, North, South America, across the world. Please don't text and drive. We also have... um, Mark Pellegrino is a busy, busy guy. He also is starring in 13 Reasons Why, the TV series. <clears throat> and um, Grungy Man in, will be a new movie. He's out in this December 2018 or January. And Misha Collins, who is just such a sweetie. He's our own Castillo. Is asking people to send him a video of why voting is important to you and to register relatives and friends so they can vote this November using the tag vote for me 18 and um, so I need to make a video too because I love voting I remember um, the first time I voted when I was 18 just being beyond excited I hope everyone registers and exercises their rights yes hey guys do you remember Rutherford this is him this is him he's so big now He's my big boy. He's been hanging out here in the studio today um, with us. So, uh, 
All right, that's our, our news and gossip for the day. I know, Rutherford, you probably don't have any predictions. Um, but, Cherry, do you have some predictions? Uh, let's, let's discuss those. Now, you're after Buzz TV. Dean, uh, Dean wants Cass to get into his head and uh, tell him what happened when Michael was in there. Yes. And if Dean can't remember it, he wants Cass to drag it out of him. Mm-hmm. So he's going to... I think we he's need gonna to know what Michael's up to. Because he's not in his body, but he has to be somewhere. I'm curious what body's in. I'm almost wondering if maybe he took over one of the werewolf's bodies. If he took over... Oh, okay. Maybe the maybe the main guy? I was figuring out about the grace and everything. Okay. And That's <coughs> possible. Excuse me. Yes. I think we'll be seeing more of the other hunters. Because if he's improving all these creatures... The Winchester boys are going to need some major help. And I think next week they're going to realize that, A, Nick is not at the bungalow. He doesn't plan on coming back. He's out trying to find out who killed his family. And he's going to go all Jack the Ripper on everybody who he even thinks might even sort of know something about it. Ooh, so he might go after the cops or anybody that was around during the time of this investigation that hasn't made any uh, uh, headway headway on this uh, cold case. I like that. I think you're right. Although they may keep that from us next episode and show us that in the following episode. They might. There's a lot going on. Sometimes they do that because, like, we had four really good stories going today. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they're going to cut it down to two next week. Yeah. Um, So we may not see that for two weeks. Um, But I think you're right. I think he's going to be out and it's going to be, okay. we got to get Nick back. We got to find him. Where is he? Let's let's figure out what's going on. And then they're going to find out that he killed somebody. And what are we going to do? And Cass is going to have to explain to Sam and Dean that he let him out of his sight and that he is showing signs of retaining a little bit of Lucifer and what are we going to do about this? What's our next plan of attack and what's our action that we can make? Uh, we also see Jody Mills is coming back. Yay! Love Jody. Um, I'll reach out to her too because she can- Kim came in here, Kim Rhodes came in here one time. So I'll see maybe if uh, she's free to come in and chat with us too as well. Um, so that is predictions. Anything else you want to add about this week's episode? I bet you're looking forward to next week or in the season. Cherry, what do you I'm got for me? I'm looking forward to Sam looks like he's changing. It feels like the stress and everything is making him go to a dark, darker place. And I'm wondering how that he's going to interact with Dean feeling that way. Ooh. I love Sam and Dean together. I do too. I love them together. Oh, I love those boys. Um, well, that is going to wrap up our show today. Cherry, where can everyone find you if they want to talk to you about Supernatural or anything else? Cherry underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. And this is Lindsay here. You guys can find me on all things social media at Lindsay Wagner. That's L-Y-N-D-S-E-Y-W-E-G-N-E-R. I'm going to be gone next week. I'm going to be in Texas, in Dallas, Austin, and San Antonio. So if any of you guys live there or have visited and there is someplace I need to eat barbecue-wise or see the Alamo, obviously, let me know. I want your suggestions. Uh, And we will see you back here at AfterBuzz in a couple weeks. I will.
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.